This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com. Episode number 13. Today, we have a special guest that's going to talk about your spiritual gifts, grace, and faith, and how it all applies to marriage. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. My heart is to share my experiences and the lessons that I have learned about life, about being a wife, and the many, many adventures in marriage. So each week on the show, we will have real conversations intended to help cultivate your your heart as a wife, by preparing you to be a wife, by becoming a better wife and staying encouraged as a wife. I'm super excited about today's guest. She is has been married 18 years. She is a wife, a mom of three amazing children. She is an entrepreneur, a marketing guru. She literally has an amazing gift of administration and encouragement. She's going to share so many amazing things today that she's learned that's going to help you in your own relationships. But would you help me welcome my dear friend and sister? I'm so grateful for her. The fact that God brought her into my life many, many years ago. Her name is Kendra. McGee. Welcome to the show, Kendra. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Kendra, you I'm telling you, you are like superstar wife, mom, employee, entrepreneur, you've got it all down. And I just don't know how you do it. But guess what? Today, we're going to talk about just a couple of those things. <laughs> Because we're going to talk about grace, guys. We're going to talk about grace. We're going to talk about faith and not and how that just um, and how important it is in your marriage. You know, last week, Kendra was a speaker at a women's conference and she did such an amazing job in just bringing revelation to the understanding of the way God really just wants us to understand grace and how faith, we need to apply the faith as well. And so Kendra, you know, I, there were so many nuggets I wrote down. I was just like, wow, I could have listened for hours, (laughs) girl. So let me tell you, Holy Spirit was real and just, just through you, just blessed so many women in that conference. And I just thought, you know, we need to share this with our listeners because there were so many things that you shared that were so great. And so, you know, I know the key verse was in Romans where we talked about, for I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith, girl. Now, if that does not apply to marriage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So tell us, how does, not only the scripture, but how does grace, you know, and maybe we should talk about the definition of grace, you know, because a lot of times yeah. people don't know what that means. So what's the definition of grace? 
So, um, you know, there's, there's always the textbook definition of grace. And we always think about, you know, God's compassion and his mm-hmm. tenderhearted loving kindness. We think about the, basically the favor that we give to mm-hmm. someone, despite what the circumstance or the situation may be. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what the offense is. It doesn't matter what um, may be going on in the moment. You basically step away from all emotion Mm-hmm. And what you think sounds like the next right thing to do. And you basically just say, you know what? I love you in this mm-hmm. moment. It's really that ability to just pour out God's love in the moment mm-hmm. to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that that is, uh, you know, it's not the, oh, we know what grace is. Oh, we know what favor is. Mm-hmm. Oh, we know. But honestly, that. A, a application definition, I think is really the only way that we can always remember, like, this is what grace is, because more than what it is to us in defining it, we have to know what that looks like. You know right, what I mean? right. So there's a lot of times where we define words, um, particularly in marriage, trust, mm-hmm. you know, grace, mm-hmm. um, you know, provision. So we have all of these, you know, definitions of these right. in our minds. But the problem is that in application, we go, well, wait a minute, this is the definition. And so this is what we expect that it looks like. But in reality, that's not always the way that it's applied. So mm. I just I, I like to look at grace, um, especially after doing, you know, the in-depth study of Romans 12 yeah. and verse, verse three that you read. It's almost like, you know what, God, this is your unconditional love mm. that honestly right. is when you're thinking about it and you're like, Oh my gosh, that person or my husband, the person I'm in relationship mm-hmm. with, the person I want to be in relationship with yeah. grace is basically me honoring them and God in that moment with unconditional love. Ooh, ooh, ooh that is good. I got that chills. Good? I got chills <laughs> when you said that, because literally, you know, those of us who have accepted God and has accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, really, this is our, like our goal every day, yes. <laughs> right? Yes. This is our goal each and every day. And some days we completely fail and flunk and some days we may get it right. And so, um, you know, but I just love that definition and it's in, in that moment, really just to, offer grace. I just yep. think that is so beautiful. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the ahas that you got even from doing this in-depth study about grace. So um, one of the things, just a little bit, bit of background, um, Christy was talking about having presented at a women's conference. I shared the stage with uh, two other women and we were talking about um, mercy, grace, and love. Mm-hmm. And so the, the part that I focused on, obviously, as, as Christy mentioned, was grace. And so even in the title, as I was reading through, was basically the verse three through eight, but the focal verse was that verse three. And I was thinking, God, you know, what's, you know, we go through all of these things and he begins to talk about the gifts that he's given us. And I said, okay, you know, I, I think that we, we understand that. I was like, but what is the meat of this? What is the revelation in this? And I still didn't have a title for my portion for Romans 12 verses three through eight. And as I started looking and I was like, okay, well, we understand grace and, and what, you know, God's grace. And we say it all the time, this unmerited favor. And I was like, and he said, well, an understanding sort of like who we are as people, we always say you go back to where you came from. Right. Mm-hmm. And so God showed me, well, in trying to develop 
what is going to be, you know, in communicating the revelation for this portion that I was presenting says you have to understand where it came from. So that's where the title of my portion, Grace for Faith Focused Service, Mm. came from. And I think that that was probably one of the biggest aha moments was that God, the only way that grace actually is relevant is if we understand that it came from the faith that you deposited in us which flowed mm. from the mercy that you gave to us. Wow. And so, and I never, ever really looked at it that way. I always thought, oh, grace is unmerited favor. And then as I started mm-hmm. digging in, like I shared with you, oh my gosh, it's choosing to love the way that God's love, his unconditional love mm. in that moment, actually choosing it. And I said, but God, but where, how do you have the capacity right. to do that? Right? Right. It's like, it's like, okay, I get it. My intellectual mind gets it. Mm. I understand what you're saying, but how do you pull on that? How do you mm-hmm. draw on mm-hmm. that when you're faced with these so many choices and you're literally battling with your mind and with your emotions? And so I think that other aha moment came from digging into what faith-focused service is. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, like I said, going back and understanding that God has given us a measure of faith to perform in the way that he's designed. So to live out our purpose. Mm-hmm. And so we choose individually how we are going to be able to follow God and honor God in our lives, not compared to anybody else and not responding or reacting to what anybody else is doing. And that was key for me. Mm. We always think that we always think that, you know what, I can give you grace. And then we put a ceiling on it. Like, okay, you got my grace all the way up to this point. But when you go over this edge, I don't know. Mm. I'm not too sure about Right. This. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like we sort of put these perimeters around. We're like, okay, I can take a lot. I can take that. I can yep. take that. I can take that. But when you go past this, uh-uh, it's all over. You know, all bets are off. <laughs> right. And so, and so I was like, oh, wow, God, the measure, how we extend grace and not even how much because it is or it isn't. It's just how mm. we extend grace. And there's a period. It's not in this mm. situation. It's not with this particular person. It's period. How we extend grace, period, because it has nothing to do with what you are actually incurring. It has nothing to mm. do with your with the offense. It has nothing to do with the person. It's not like, oh, I can extend grace to you in this measure because we're in this relationship. Or, oh, but your boundaries are different because, you know, you and I, we're not that cool. We're not that close. Mm. Uh, you know, our intimacy has been broken that, you know, something Mm -hmm. has happened. We, God revealed to me, like none of that actually matters. And the reason why we struggle with grace is because we put it in those boxes. Wow. We don't deliver it. We don't extend it from the aspect of the faith that he's given us because it's all tied up in who we are supposed to be. And so if God has revealed to you, or even if, If God has deposited, not if, but God has deposited in all of us something. Now, for some of us, we've, you know, we have had these moments where we're like, I know what I'm purposed to do. I know what God has made me to do. And others of us are like, well, I know what I'm gifted at. Right. And others of us are like, listen, I have no idea. I'm waking up up every morning trying to make it, you know? (laughs) And so no matter where where we are, understand that despite what you're feeling or perspective on life, He's given you a measure of faith. And so when you are um, in relationship with someone, no matter what kind of relationship it is, the way that you respond and what you're able to pour out is based on what God already gave you. Okay, let's break that down because that is so good. So say that again. And how and, and can you break that piece down? 
Sure, sure. So um, God has already decided what you are supposed to do with the life that he gave you. Mm -hmm. Now there's choices that you have to live that out. Um, So it doesn't, he's not saying that, you know, if you are supposed to, if you are an exhorter or, you know, if you are a preacher, it doesn't, you know, it's not necessarily, he hasn't said, well, you know what, if you don't make this choice to to pastor in the right church, or if you don't make this choice to do this, no, 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 no. God, we're in the minutia like that. We think those things Mm. matter. God is, He's concerned with your intent and your purpose um, in, in fulfilling what he has willed for your life. And so we That's get caught good. up in those type of details, right? So he's given you this measure of faith and you use it. And every time that you are in power, mm-hmm. you basically have the power to respond to the situation, to give somebody grace. It is your choice on how you do it well. Basically, the reason why it becomes very difficult for us is because we're not in tune with the gift that he's given us. So we are not aware of the power of that gift. Honey, and wait, so- you got to ha- let me tell you, I told y'all, I told y'all <laughs> she dropping nuggets. I told y'all. So we're not in tune with the gift. And so we're not aware of the power. Okay, so now how do you practically explain, like, give an example of that, even in marriage? Sure. So, um, so for for example, I am gifted in administration, and I am an exhorter, Mm -hmm. which is means an encourager. Yes, exactly. Uh And so, when I'm faced with a difficult situation. Um, Because I'm going to let's do the good and the bad because we always look at the challenges, but there's also ways when things are good in your marriage that you still have to make choices to respond. Right. Right. So let's start with the more challenging times first. So my husband comes to me and tells me I need to talk to you automatically. Emotionally, I go, this is not good. (laughs) Any anytime he's like, I need to talk to you. This is not going to turn out well. Uh Right. So in my mind, knowing what my gifting is, I need to first listen um, be, and not assess, right? Because as, as an administrator, I'm, I'm always like assessing, like I'm right. gifted at just going, oh my gosh, I know like, okay, here's what we can do. Here's some choices. I'm already organizing yep. what the actual, uh, solution is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just like an inherent solution seeker. Yeah. And so, but I need to stop and I need to understand like, okay, I have the power to begin to do this, but this is not what he needs in this moment. Mm. Doesn't need me to solve it. He needs for me to actually listen to what he's saying to not necessarily agree or to not have any emotions. It's not like I'm just going to be like, Oh, everything is, is okay. You know, don't don't worry about it. Everything is okay. That's completely unrealistic. Mm -hmm. But in that moment that he has the platform, I make a choice and I say, okay. And then knowing that I'm an, an exhorter, um, an encourager in that moment, I need to say, okay, I'm having a hard time with this. I have some questions. Ask mm-hmm. the questions, listen to the answers, and then say, I appreciate you having the courage to come to me and tell mm-hmm. me this. I appreciate that you um, that you understand that this is a problem and that you've made me aware of it. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time and I'm angry or I'm enraged or I'm mm-hmm. whatever I'm feeling at the situation but I need you to know that it's not you. Mm, that's so good. That I am enraged at. I, I, I need you to know that it's just the choices that you've made. And so I need a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need a minute to have right. settle. I need a minute to settle my own emotions mm-hmm. so that we can work together and be a team to solve this. Right. Wow. 
then I'm able to go and, and I have a village of people that I can, that I can, you know, vent to and I can right. say, okay, I need to step away. Then I need to step back. So I know in what God has given me, I know that the only way for me to get through the hard times is to make good choices about that gift mm-hmm. and to say, no, Kendra, I don't care what just happened. God has made you to encourage him. I don't care what the problem is, how many bad choices, if he's not being a great leader, whatever it is, I don't care what's going on. You have been wired to encourage. So it's my job to always leave that in some level of encouragement. Mm. That doesn't mean that I'm not true to how I feel. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to be angry. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to be upset. And I should definitely share with him, but it has to be within the context of love Mm -hmm. because that moment that he chose to come to me is my moment to extend the grace that God has given Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And I have to leverage the faith that God gave me, which means that I have to leverage the gifts because Mm -hmm. our gifts are faith focused. Our service flows out of those gifts. So serving my husband has to be from the standpoint of grace, mm-hmm. which enables me to leverage that faith. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. So good. So good. Now, so do you believe that most people know what their gifts are? No. Uh, okay. I, I believe that if we did, we would not have a lot of the offensives, the heartache, mm-hmm. the confusion, the emotional and mental illness, all of these things that throw us into this torment of mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. Um, and have us really sitting in a position of like viewing our life from the what ifs and mm-hmm. well, I should have had this and I should have had that because I really believe that if we were fully functioning, um, aware of our gifts and then surrounded with people and and intentionally building relationships that that uh, help us to improve our gifts, that challenge us to continue to uh, go to a deeper level in using our gifts. Mm -hmm. Our our church would not be broken like it is. Relationships would not be broken like they are. Mm -hmm. Like I said, people just would not be dealing with so much of the confusion and and frankly, straight chaos that is happening now in, in our society because we are measuring ourselves against other people's skills test. And I think that that's something that I may have said mm-hmm. last last week. Part of that, when you're talking about, you know, do you know what your gifts are? Well, what happens is when you don't know what your gifts are, you're steadily looking around at how other people are using their gifts. And this just automatically happens where you start making this skills test according to somebody else's measurement of what mm-hmm. they're able to do. Yeah. So let's explain that. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. So how does that, so that's excellent. So when we don't know our gifts, we're looking for to other people's mm-hmm. skills, skill test, and we're measuring ourselves up against their, what's yes. their skills test. So how do you, so can you explain that a little bit further? Sure. Let's do it from the standpoint of, um, of, of just gifts in general. Okay. Um, so if you are, for example, I am not gifted, you know, if you take the test or that's not my gift, I'm not necessarily gifted as a teacher mm-hmm. or as a preacher. Uh-huh. Um, I am gifted as an encourager and I, I have the gift of administration. So sometimes um, the, the capacity that God gives me is in the ability to teach. So like this right now for 
me is a go moment. So he's yeah. basically saying, you know, through all this conversation that we're having through the platform that he's blessed you to have, you've invited me in. Mm-hmm. And so I draw on my ability to encourage, but hopefully, you know, this can be seen as an actual teaching moment. Right? right, right. And so what what happens is some people, if they're not grounded in the perspective of I am a this or God has gifted me to do that, you look at someone on the stage and you go, wow, I wish that I could motivate people mm. like that. Wow. I wish that people responded to me, like how they're responding to yeah. her. Yeah. I'm looking around and I'm seeing that. And you automatically, you know, you do one of two things. Now you're down on yourself because you're like, I'm worth nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't have this effect or this influence on someone. Mm -hmm. Or immediately you run up to the person and you go, you want to be who they are. It's like, I want to be next to you. You know, you know nothing about that person. Well, what did you do? What class did you take? Are you certified, you know, motivational speaker? Yeah. This, that, and the other. You automatically go into this. Um, tailspin of hmm. how can I get that feeling that I felt mm-hmm. like you were giving to other people, right? Rather than saying to yourself, "Had that person known, well, you know, oh, I'm you know gifted preacher, or I'm gifted you know in in hospitality and service, right? Um, whatever." Instead, that moment would have been a motivating moment for yourself within mm. your own confines. Going, you know what? I'm about to go deeper in what God's given to me. Mm. I, that motivation, that, that moment, you know, under basically being under that woman's voice who just has motivated or sort of, you know, you looked around and, and she's done this thing, right? She's just ignited this thing in the audience. Well, that would motivate you more towards your goal, towards who you are, towards your gift, not towards hers or mm. the effect that hers has on somebody right. else. Right. You don't know your gift. You are just still reaching. You're just still searching. And Mm -hmm. whatever good feeling you get, whatever thing that sparks you, you go, okay, I'm going to run to that. Okay, I'm going to run to that. Because that's just who we are. Like naturally, physically, we're drawn to things that make us feel good. Yes, that is so good. Now, do you know where, like if people who don't know what their gifts are, where they can go to kind of to find out? Absolutely. So, you know, there are several, um, and honestly, (laughs) what I love about this is that honestly, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, Mm -hmm. this is a test that anybody can take. Mm -hmm. Um, And what it'll do is it'll deepen your relationship with God, or it could ignite you to explore a relationship um, Mm -hmm. with God. So I love this. I love the gifts test that you can, and there's varying degrees. You can really just go online um, and look for a spiritual gifts test. Mm -hmm. And there's some that are very long. There's some that are shorter um, and you don't have to do it alone. I think one of the other things that's very important about taking whatever spiritual gifts test that you choose is basically to do it with somebody, Mm -hmm. do it with somebody that you, you know, you, you go through that somebody that you trust that you can have a conversation with and not someone that's going to say, Oh, well, Hmm. I never thought about that. I'm not saying that somebody it's somebody who's there for you to listen and that you can actually open up to say, wow, I never really understood this about myself or wow, you know, somebody that you can have a dialogue with that would encourage Mm -hmm. you to the next step. Um, and whatever step that is you read more about then, well, gosh, all right. If I am gifted in, you know, um, in service, what does that look like? Where should I be serving? How does serving my family, serving my husband, What does that look like on a daily basis? Mm. What it does is it helps us to break down our behavior 
on a daily basis. And I mean, honestly, isn't yeah. that just the way you get to success? Whatever success mm. is for you, it's really just breaking down, making choices on a daily basis of how to get closer to that particular goal. Right. Um, and so, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for successful relationships, successful marriages, successful parent, you know, successful parenting. Like yeah. we are really looking for success in the end. And we know as believers that the best way to do that, I mean, success is honoring God. Yeah. So it's in, it's in everything for us. You know, a lot of times it's that very end goal, but you know, in the, in the spiritual realm, it's basically what you're choosing to do every single day. Yes, yes, yes. That is so awesome. Um, you know, I think like you said, once you know your gifts and I love just how you were just even giving practical strategies for how to even use your gift or even pause your gift, right? Mm -hmm. Depending Mm -hmm. on the circumstances situation. And, you know, recently I just had a, a breakthrough probably a couple months ago about how am how I'm serving Adrian. And, um, you know, oftentimes I think uh, we as wives think that our husbands need to be served in a way that may, may come naturally to us, in which case that's not necessarily the case all the time. Yes. Right. Because we yes. have to serve them in the way they need to be served. And oftentimes if we're not really, um, aware, if there's not a, even a heightened level of awareness to know what it is that we need to do to serve them, it can backfire, right? Yes. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so I wanted you to touch a little bit about, um, you know, something you talked about when you talk about your purpose and you talk about focusing on your purpose, you mentioned don't folk don't to you mentioned to focus on your purpose, not on your positioning. Girl, I almost fell out the chair. <laughs> I almost fell out of the chair. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, okay. So talk to us about the your grace gift and the function around that and and tie if you can tie that into just your purpose and positioning. That would be great. Yeah. So um, I think I had mentioned, so, you know, your grace gift is your function. So as we were talking about, it's, you know, are you the exhorter? Are you the encourager? Are you, you know, a preacher? Are you a teacher? So we just know that, you know, these grace gifts, there, there's a function that you have. Um, and that function doesn't really change whether you're, you know, in, in church, serving in church or serving at work or serving in your home, particularly, obviously, with your husband. Um, so your positioning should not be confused with your purpose. So when your position is confused with your purpose, it actually perverts the unity that you Mm -hmm. have. And I had said before, it creates this toxic competition. So basically what it does, um, oh, in, in a broader community, it basically has you saying, oh my gosh, well, my title and with all of this comes this expectation. Um, so your positioning becomes how you're perceived, but your yeah. purpose is really the reason that you were created. It's the essence of your existence. So it's going to take on a lot of different positions in order to get the job done. That's mm. what, I mean, that's really what it is. Right. The, your positioning changes because the whole idea, the purpose of a thing is what the outcome, your impact is on that particular situation, right? Mm-hmm, right. Your, your essence of your existence is not um, what that particular title is or how somebody perceives you 
in that particular moment. Your purpose is still the same. So for example, if you are, um, if you are starting a business and you are, you started the business, you founded the business and you are the CEO, mm-hmm. that business, let's say has, you know, you do this for 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and then, and then you go, you sell your business. Well, now you're unemployed. So when you go to the next party and somebody says, you know, okay, so what do you do for a living? You're like, oh, I'm in between jobs right now. Right. Well, they had no idea. The conversation wasn't about, you know, hey, what have you spent your, your, you know, your, your life doing for the last 10 years? What have you, you know, what have you built or any, that wasn't the conversation. They're just asking mm-hmm. about your position in that moment. Mm-hmm. They were not asking about your purpose or anything else. Wow. So your position, even though you had this entrepreneurial spirit or, you know, whatever your, your function was supposed to be at that time, um, you aren't doing seemingly, you aren't doing that because in the moment you don't have the title that reflects that. And so that becomes Mm. our problem. We start to look at, we think that this, you know, this group of titles, um, because it's based on this position has anything to do with our actual function, our actual Mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you could be fulfilling your purpose despite what your, you know, what your job might be your job title might be or despite what stage in your marriage you might be or what season in your marriage or what might be going on in your parenting um, or or outside in other family relationships Mm. you still have to stay focused on the purpose on the reason that you were created and honestly at times that's all that you have is to say Mm. god i don't know what i mean this looks a hot mess everything (laughs) right now it's right. just an absolute mess. And could you imagine that if your position in life determined the very next step, we would all be in trouble. Right. We would be in trouble. But instead, you have to say, God, I know that even in the midst of this, you have purposed me for something greater. It doesn't matter what the situation looks like right now, God. You have placed in me mm-hmm. an existence that is spiritual and in the spiritual realm, God. You have elevated me to exactly where right. you want me to be, to do exactly what you want me to do. It doesn't right. matter what it looks like right now. Mm, right. So the position is really kind of what what the the perspective of kind of life at exactly. the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's what you're it's you know, it's it's what you're doing now. And and in the now for some people um, is reflective of what you, you know, of what your greatest purpose is. That's what you feel like, right? You're like, oh, I'm on top of the top of the mountain. I'm on top of the world. You know, mm-hmm. everything is lined up financially. Everything is lined up. My marriage, you know, we're, we're, um, we're flowing. Having, it, absolutely. Right. We're talking, right. we're communicating. <laughs> right. You know, we're having sex the minimum yep. five times. A right. Week that he says he wants. I'm, having, yes. I'm not having any problems with my meal plan. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know what I mean? It's like every little thing you're like, yes, yes, yes. yes. But then, you know, let something happen. And he comes home and says he doesn't have a job. And right. now everybody's preoccupied with, oh my gosh, what yeah. are we going to do? And yeah. so your perspective shifts and it kind of changes like, oh man, I'm off balance. But that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that God has is using your marriage for a greater purpose for his will. And so mm-hmm. you got to figure it out. You guys mm-hmm. have to commit and make the choice to get through this season so that then mm-hmm. at some point you're going to be back on the top of the mountain. Wow. That's just life. Wow. You know, you make it sound so easy, Like, but it's, you know, when you are going through and your position has changed, right? Plummeted. You've gone plummeted, plummeted right plummeted. to the depth yes. of the valley. Yes. And, you know, and when you're in that valley, even for long periods of time, 
it's tough sometimes to even remember what it felt like when you were on top. Right. Yeah. Or or say you've never even been on top. And Mm. let's just say you've never even been on top. But you know what? That takes us right back to the beginning of this conversation Mm -hmm. and saying you basically just prove the point. It doesn't matter because Mm. it's the grace. It's what's in you, not the situation. It's God's Mm -hmm. flowing mercies into your life. That is the only thing that can save you. It's Mm. one choice that you make. Your choice is to stay committed. Your choice is Mm. to say yes. Your choice in that one choice just says, oh, if I decided, if I say yes, based on what I think the potential of this situation is, oh my gosh, I'm all messed up, right? Mm. Because because you all, you're going to all be messed up. But if your yes is based on what you know that God has given you and placed in you and you know weapon that can form against you, mm-hmm. then the answer is yes, I will pursue my faith focused service, mm. which for us in this context has something to do with how you're serving your husband and your yeah. relationship. So service to your family, service to your husband. Yeah. Yeah. That's so deep. And, and, and really what comes into play too, for even being successful, even in that area is recognizing selfishness. Absolutely. Right. Like where, you know, selfishness. And I think that's just such a such a topic that in marriage and in any relationship, really, that you have to really learn how to, like you say, get a handle, (laughs) get a handle on it. And um, and so and sacrifice, like those are the two kind of big things that I think about when you say that, when you say about your grace. Grace. Mm hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and really being very intentional with that. You know, one of the things that you said that I thought was so great was that you it's so important for you, for you to refocus yourself to your purpose, not to your position. But then you mentioned that when you're too focused on other people, it distracts you from your purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's that whole comparison. Yes, it is. That's Ooh. that competition. That's what I was yes. talking about with that toxic competition, because. It is a no win battle. Like mm-hmm. you enter that, you begin to engage and become entangled with the foolishness of somebody else's business. I mean, that is just, when you <laughs> think about it, you're just like, wait a minute. If you really sit down, you go, this is foolish for me to be looking at someone else's life and become so entangled with this life that you, all of your effort, is basically focused on, I want what they have or, mm. or your admiration um, for their life. Like, gosh, well, why can't he look at me this way? Or, oh my gosh, my husband is never going to stand up on stage and talk about me mm. like that. Or, right. Well, gosh, you know, my husband is never going to buy me that, you know, expensive bag, or he's never mm. taken me on that trip before mm-hmm. or any of those things. And you think about it, you go, wait a minute, what, what, what good is supposed to come of this? <laughs> like, right. Honestly, Honestly, so you right? want to have the pity party and you, I mean, seriously, there's nothing, there's no good. So you enter this in knowing you enter into this, what I call this entanglement in knowing, mm-hmm. first of all, no good thing is going to come from it. And second of right. all, all the energy that you're exhorting into that is you're depleted afterwards. So you basically yeah. have no energy to come back and do what you're supposed to be doing Ooh. in the first place. Mm, so it's mm, like this mm. is a no win situation. It's a no wow. win situation. That person's life is never, you know, is never going to be yours. 
because mm-hmm. that's who that is that's who that woman is and that's who that that man is now you may what you're really yearning for are the similarities and you want your husband to adore you that way you want yeah. your husband to talk about you that way yeah. you want your husband to and so if those is if that's really really what you want then you have to put in the work at home not mm. be standing on the sidelines of somebody else's game and wondering, oh, wait, what does their playbook look like? No, 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 no. You've got to go back to your own locker room and y'all decide what your playbook is going to be looking at. And that's all that you can come out with. Girl, oh my gosh. That is so good because I just even saw the visual of so many women, like you said, on the sidelines of somebody else's game. Yes. Yes. I mean, they are just like, oh, no, my God. I mean, you know, and just, you know, just the brokenness um, because yeah. that what it does is it really does feed into our brokenness. It yeah. really does feed into all of our insecurities. I mean, when I really say that no good thing can come of that, honestly, there is not one thing. And this is not a situation where you think people will go, well, Kendra, really no good thing. No. Well, well won't it um, expose you to how good things can be? No, it won't. Mm. It won't. It won't expose you to that. It'll expose you to how good things are for someone else and how bad they are for you. Uh, <laughs> That's what wow. What exposes you to how good things can be is when you are putting in the work with your spouse and you guys are creating and communicating and saying, this is what we want our life to look like. What do we need to do to get there? What do I need to say? What do you need from me every single day? What do you, you know, Mm. what, what do we have to do? What are our, what are our boundaries when it comes to, um, how we interact with each other. You know, mm-hmm. when I don't feel like talking, are you going to keep on probing? When I want to do something, mm-hmm. are you going to be like, oh, I'm too tired? Um, when when I want sex, mm-hmm. are you just going to be like, well, no, because, I mean, you know, it's like you, you, yeah. you go through all of these are re- real conversations. Those people who have gotten to the point where, again, let's just use the mountaintop, where they're on the mountaintop, they yeah. put in work mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah, They put in work to get there. And so you, the only way that you can be on your own mountaintop or you can be exposed to what your marriage can be is when you and your husband create what our marriage can be. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You wow. have to do that yourself. You're not going to be inspired. Now the things of it all, of course, there are things that you can, you know, that you can do. So for example, when you were introducing me, you had said, you know, Oh, you can call Kendra and she'll give you ideas to say, well, what about this? Or have you thought about this? Those, of course, you lean on other people who you respect and you admire people who are in your village, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. people who may or may not even know your husband just say, well, you know what? I did this for my husband's birthday. Those are just ideas. Those go back to what I was saying about those little nuggets of things where you can you know, ask people for their opinion and, and lean on them. And of course, those are life. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, but usually standing on someone else's sidelines does not provoke what kind of interesting date nights that you can start to incorporate <laughs> right. into your marriage. <laughs> that is not <laughs> what it provokes. Right. <laughs> a lot of feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Deeper sadness and depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so good, ladies. Um, the other thing that um, I'd love for you to mention is where you talked, and this is kind of piggybacking on what you were saying, when you are on the sidelines of somebody else's game and how it it opens you, you, it opens you up to being exposed. Yes. And that, and you, when you mentioned about the function and the purpose that God has for you is vacant. Yes. When you are actually distracted or deterred because you're on the sideline of somebody else's game. Yes. Ah! While your game is going on over here and they sitting around and you're like, okay, well, they're going to have to forfeit. And it's like, well, well, what? <laughs> you're like, 
girl. You're over here somewhere else when at the same time you're actually you have your own schedule. You have your own game that you're supposed to be playing. And then here's the other part about it is then then we go and let's just continue with the, you know, with the game analogy. Then you go, say then we go to the sidelines. Say we're, you know, somebody snaps us out of it and we go over to the side. We go, we get away from the sidelines and we go to our own game. Well, then again, you're depleted now because all your cheering and all your everything, all your emotions, you just poured out at somebody else's. So then you show up, you have no energy, you have no power, you have no insight, no strategy. You're basically just there and your marriage will reflect that, that you are just going Mm -hmm. through the motions. Mm -hmm. You're just Mm -hmm. there. You're Mm -hmm. just there and you have really nothing left to give because then only thing that you can focus on and the visions that are in your mind of how, is how the other team is doing it. Wow. Wow. That is so powerful. You are like, like that is one of those gut punches, <laughs> like straight in the stomach, like take the wind out of you. Um, you know, because I know I've been guilty of that as well. And absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, but I just loved even the visual of that, where if if your you, your function and your purpose that God has for you, when you are distracted yeah. by through competition, through comparison, through, you know, longing and envy and jealousy and all these different things that come up, it literally deters you and distracts you. So it pulls you away from your from your purpose, yes. pulls you away from the function that God has created you for, leaving it vacant. And then what, so at that point, what happens when the vacancy is there and if people don't realize that the vacancy is there, then it's that one, it opens the door for the enemy absolutely, to creep in, right? To steal, kill and destroy. But then it just moves you off of your your purpose like it's just I and, and I envision you know like the pinpoint on the big huge map right yes like that is your purpose when you are looking at everything else around you you move off from that and then now guess what you're not operating in your purpose that's right and then the the next level of you know sort of of what we're talking about with yeah with grace and the impact that your faith focused service has is it's for the greater good Mm. of God and what his will is right so when you have a vacancy now it's not just the emotion or turmoil or you know um or spiritual turmoil or what you're going through it's not just encompassed in your own being now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you showing up but not being able to do the work that you were called to do now affects the entire body so it's Ooh. now affecting your marriage. It's affecting your children. It's affecting your work. It's affecting wow. your church body because now there's a void there. Like you said, there is that vacancy mm-hmm. that's there and things cannot function how they were Ooh. intended to function. Wow. 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 And so the grace that we give and you think, wow, all this stuff starts from this little bit of grace. Yes, because it's a choice that you make. Mm-hmm. You choose to love in the way that God has equipped you to love mm-hmm. based on the faith that he's deposited in you. And then every choice that you make in the way that you influence the world and influence your marriage stems from that. Wow. So if you choose to go and say, you know what, I'm going to put you on pause. You know what, I'm, I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to suit up for our game because I'm about to go over here. 
to this other <laughs> be on the sideline right and doing your thing and then all of a sudden you want to come back and it's like well you know that that is to the detriment like mm. it wasn't just it wasn't the fact that you just made a choice every single choice that we make has consequences it has impact and that's mm. an interesting thing because when we choose not to love in the way that God has called us to love, we sometimes just think about the consequence. We think about the consequence mm-hmm. like, oh, well, my husband's going to be mad or my husband's mm-hmm. going to feel lonely. Mm-hmm. But honestly, we need to start looking at the impact, mm-hmm. not just the consequence, because your husband's going to mm-hmm. be mad. But what is that impact going to be? Mm-hmm. Something that you will never be able to change. Wow. The impact has happened. Your husband is going to be lonely. Do you know the depth of loneliness? Mm-hmm. You can apologize and you can now get better and, and not have him be lonely again. But the loneliness had already set in. Mm-hmm. And so there is an impact to every choice that we make. It's not just a consequence. Mm-hmm. There's an actual impact. Because if you think about it in parenting, okay, your child, you know, is not truthful with you. Is mm-hmm. dishonest. The consequence is you take a privilege away. Right. But guess what? The impact is that the next time that the parent is faced with that, they're in the back of their mind going, you know what? I have a different perspective on this. Wow. There's an impact. Wow. It's not just the consequences. There's an impact to then how I relate to you in the future. And it's not, and it's not from the aspect of like, oh, well, holding grudges and not forgiving. You know, that's a whole nother podcast. Right. But it's not from that. It's just because naturally our choices not only cause consequences, but they cause impact. That's what we should be concerned with. So when we are outside of our gifts and when we're too busy worrying about somebody else's stuff and not enough spending enough time on our own, Mm -hmm. there is an impact that happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Girl. And and so that is, I mean, and and that really is what the hardest part is. If you think about it, if you've ever gone through anything in your marriage or if you're going through something in your marriage now, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the thing you've all, you know, if you're still together, you've already decided, okay, well, you know, we're going to, we're going to be together. Yes. (laughs) Right. right. You've already decided that. But the hard part is the impact, right? We always yes. sit, we always say the thing, it was the hard part. No, 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 no. It really wasn't. Because in that moment, you just decided, okay, fine. I'm not kicking you out. We're going to stay together. We're going right. to you know, do whatever. You, but it's the impact that you guys have to roll up your sleeves and work through. Mm. That's where you're, you know, crying and snotting. Yeah. Solid friends and you're on the floor. <laughs> right. And you're just like, oh, my <laughs> God. It's because you're dealing with the impact. Mm. You're not dealing with the actual instance or, you know, or what that was. That, yes. That thing. You're dealing with the impact. Wow. 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 I said, <laughs> girl, you give me chills throughout the whole podcast. Oh, my gosh. That is so good in so many ways on so many levels, guys. I know it. Yeah, you, may, you may, if you feel anything like I do, you feel like you are at the end of a water hose. <laughs> a fire hose maybe <laughs> a fire hose with all of that really good juicy just nuggets things to really meditate on really to confront yourself look at yourself in the mirror and you know take the spiritual test the spiritual yes. gifts test so yes. you know really where are you like that's you got to start somewhere right you got to mm-hmm. know what your gifts are. And then in the spiritual test, it gives you an explanation to what each gift is. And so if you are new to not knowing what your spiritual gifts are, you take the test. And so now you can do a little bit more in-depth study on those gifts that 
that showed up for you. And then you can start noticing how you innately are using your gifts in your life, right? Because now you recognize it, you notice it. It's so great. But then to really, really be very intentional. Like, you know, we, I think in this society too, Kendra, we, it's so easy to get caught up in, in just um, routine without being present right? Routine without being intentional. And so when you have to be, everything that you share today has to do with being intentional, intentional with understanding and recognizing your purpose, understand and recognize, does my, does this situation require me to operate in my purpose? Or is it the situation requiring me to listen, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. um, to learn, to be quiet, to support, and maybe even operate in something that may not be your first spiritual gift. Yeah, right. Exactly. But to be very intentional. And then the so recognizing your purpose, not being pulled off and distracted. I will always remember that analogy about being on the sidelines of somebody else's game. Thank you for that bless blessing and revelation, because that is so huge. And then you but then now you you've left a vacancy in your own game. Yep. Right. So yes. you've got the, all the men on the field. If one is gone, guess what? There's now a hole that's opened up for the other team to run through. Right. Yes. And then um, and what's the impact, the impact of your choices that it's not just a consequence. Our choices cause impact. Ooh! Yes. Yes. <laughs> and let me just help somebody who might be listening to this going, well, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, obviously, we're talking about purpose from the standpoint of um, uh, believers. So we're talking about what God has willed for your life. Mm -hmm. But honestly, even if you're not there, even if you have not accepted Lord as Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. you've got to know that your purpose is beyond you. Yeah. If you just start at that moment going, my purpose, just define it as the footprint that I'm supposed to leave on this world. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm purpose to be a performer. Oh, I'm purpose to be, you know, have a company. Oh, I'm purpose. No, 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 no. That's positioning. That's Mm -hmm. positioning. That's not purpose. Mm. So in the broader aspect of, you know, people who you may seem like, oh, it's that purpose thing that always gets me, you know, like I can't move forward because I don't know what my purpose is. No, no, no. Yes, you do. Your purpose is to positively affect this world. Mm. That is your purpose. And so the way that you choose to do that and finding your way, you know, that's okay. You're finding your way. But even as you're going on this path on your journey, your job is still to find ways to positive, positively impact this world. So let's mm. just keep it simple so that you can listen to this podcast and actually go out and not go, well, gosh, I need to figure out my <laughs> Right. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you don't know exactly where your gifting fits in and what mm-hmm. that looks like and all that, don't get caught up in that. Right. Get, understand that your existence is bigger than you. Yes. And find purpose in that. Oh, so good, sis. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so grateful. I cannot wait till um, just people hear this and the replay and and really share it with the world, with other women. We all need to hear this, literally. This is so good. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, the only thing that I just want to encourage everyone, and, it, you know, just like Christy was mentioning, one thing Christy was mentioning earlier, and she had said, gosh, you know, it does, it sounds so easy, what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sounds so easy. Making choices is easy. 
following through with them requires the commitment. Mm. So the way, so that, because remember we make choices all day long, all Mm. the time. So if you just choose to say, you know what, I'm going to live my life through the, through the lens of grace. Mm -hmm. And I'm choosing now in doing that, this is what my behavior looks like. Then you know that you've got to draw. The only way that you can do it is to draw on what God already put into you. And Mm. that will be the way that despite the circumstance or the situation that you get through, it's not going to be easy, but what it does is what this knowledge does is it empowers you. And then it takes you to the level where you can now um, assume the authority, not just the power, but also the authority to say, okay, we can do this. I can do this. So it's not a matter of, you know, life in general is not easy. I mean, unless you're under the age of 10. Um, right. So it's like, it's, it's not easy. It's, not, it's just not a thing that we're trying to achieve, <laughs> but we are trying to achieve um, the positive impact on this world and knowing that you matter, your marriage matters, your mm. relationships matter because they are going to have an impact for years to come. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, Kendra, that is so good. Thank you so much for just sharing the blessing of who God has created you to be, just your purpose. It's all over you. Like every, like it just (laughs) drips, it just drips. And so, you know, to have an impact even today in a short period of time, I know people's lives will be changed because of it, because you cannot listen to this podcast and not look at yourself. You can't. And look at yourself and what you're doing or what you're not doing or how can you get better or let me do more work on understanding my spiritual gifts or my my identity, my purpose. Like, what is that? Like, this is so good. And I just can't begin to thank you so much. You are such a blessing in my life. I'm so grateful. God knew he knows who we need, right? He knows who we need in our life (laughs) when we need them. He really does. And, you know, one of the things that you said that I will definitely be another podcast when you, you have got to create a village. You've got to create a village of people in your life that you can turn to because you're not meant, you're not designed to go through life alone. That is not That is a total lie from the enemy. You are not supposed to do life by yourself. You're not supposed to do marriage by yourself. You're not supposed to do parenting by yourself. Like, no, absolutely not. And so thank you so much, sister, for for just sharing. Yes, you are amazing. And just sharing all of those gifts. I mean, I should have said in the beginning, get your notes. So now (laughs) y'all have to listen to this again and take notes, seriously, because um, there's so, it's so rich with um, just really good words. So thank you. Love you so much with all my heart. Thank you for just being an excellent, amazing wife and mother and um, really helping those of us. You know, this is 18 years, y'all. This is what 18, the knowledge and the wisdom of 18 years married. Literally, we've got to to share these kind of things, especially with our new wives and, and even wives who've been married as long as you, who are really like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm going to make it to 20. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Right. Like we really do. And that's what this podcast is all about. So thank you so much, sis. Love you with all my heart. And um, we'll see you next week on the podcast. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Thank you so much ladies for listening to today's podcast. Was that awesome or what? The amazing revelation that I 
just all of us, I'm sure, received from just Kendra's knowledge and what she was sharing. I just know it just completely just boom, 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 punched me in the face. (laughs) So I thank you so much for listening, for really just receiving, for allowing God to just use this podcast to bring revelation and growth in your own heart towards being a wife and in towards your relationships and your marriage. I just thank God so much for you and for sharing this with your friends, with your family. I also love hearing from you. So please send me an email at hello at mrschristyjones.com or you can actually shoot me a like in the con- contact me on my webpage at mrschristyjones.com. You can go through that as well. Also, we have a Instagram page and it's at Wife Wisdom Podcast that you can also communicate with us there as well. And remember, all new episodes are uploaded every Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also join us in our community at bit.ly join wife wisdom that's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash join wife wisdom to get on the list to be notified of upcoming programs and events if you are an iphone user and you listen to our podcast on itunes would you mind rating and reviewing our podcast on itunes you can also subscribe to the wife wisdom podcast there as well So again, thank you so much, ladies, for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I should say gentlemen as well, because I've had some feedback that this is really great encouragement and even wisdom for our fellas out there. So thank you, fellas, too, for listening to the Wife Wisdom Podcast and and really just gaining some insight to how we as women and wives think. So thank you, ladies, so much again. Please, again, listen. If you haven't listened to the former previous episodes, please do. Please share them and get the word out. Love you guys so much. And I will see you, hear you, connect with you next Monday on the next Wife Wisdom Podcast. Have an awesome day. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.